Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode aired on my YouTube channel on 7th of June 2021, and it's with Alex Schnee. This episode consists of Alex cooking the dish ratatouille, and us talking about our favourite food experiences whilst travelling. To get the visuals for this, head to my YouTube channel, Shebs the Wanderer. Hi, Alex. You okay? Yeah, all good. How have you been? Good. Yeah, not too bad. It's been just fine. Been cooking a lot, obviously. So. <laughs> now, Alex, tell us what you're going to cook today. I'm making ratatouille, which was one of the first dishes I kind of learned by myself. Okay. And what I did beforehand, I just want to mention this, is I went ahead and cooked the eggplants. Okay, yeah. Main part of the dish. Um, And what I did is I turned the oven up to around 300 degrees Fahrenheit and added some olive oil to it and just let the, um, and sliced it and let the eggplant just kind of cook and simmer. And now it's all kind of like soggy and delicious. Um, but that's what we're going to be adding kind of first, but I just wanted to say that I did that first and like, you know, so, um, cause that is the most time consuming part. Of course, right. Uh, just for the British viewers, eggplant is aubergine. So, uh, just so there's no confusion. <laughs> that's true. And the, you know, here we call it zucchini. Oh. And that will be courgettes for us. <laughs> it's so funny that, you know, it's just funny how it's, <laughs> why is it zucchini here? Why? Also, eggplant is the silliest name ever. I don't I know. know I don't know. There's no eggs in it. And I, I, don't know. It's like, I guess it's a plant, isn't it? But the reason why I wanted to bring on, uh, bring you on and, and do a bit of cooking, because when I travel, food is something I love. And it's something that you, I'm assuming, love as well from some okay. of your posts and talks. And stuff. So favorite types of food that you've, obviously you said ratatouille is something that you first cooked. Uh, yeah. And you lived in Italy for quite a long time. So... I I love the food in Italy. Italy is kind of my first um, place where I really loved and really learned to appreciate food. Um, so that's definitely, I would say, my first go-to. But um, I also love uh, Vietnam, the food in Vietnam, yeah. which is amazing. Um, a whole, you know, pretty much I'll taste anything or try anything. But I would say Italy... And France, they were kind of the first regions where I was like, oh, I really like this cooking thing. I like this food thing. So You mentioned Vietnam, Vietnamese food. Um, I, think, I think we might have spoke about it a couple, couple of weeks ago, actually. It's, it's really, really, um, I mean, it's different from each region, isn't it, as well? And then it, you have the, the French influence as well. So it is. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it is kind of a unique um, place. With, in terms of just the combinations of flavors and you've done the eggplant as you said so what you, you i'm assuming this is the zucchini that you're cutting up yes it is and i i have two zucchini here and like we said before i will be giving you the recipe after this so yes. make it yes 
and, and it's easy. For those that don't know what ratatouille is, just explain to what it, explain to people what it is. Sure, it's um, kind of like a vegetable stew. Um, it's got um, like a whole bunch of different squashes and things like that, and it's really just kind of baked down. So you have all these different vegetables. You let it sit over low heat, and it simmers down to just like this peasant dish. That's just yeah. Delicious. And um, you, you know, you can add it. I think with some beef and stuff. But personally, I like just the veggie version. On, you know, I think it's just as good, if not better, just to have those flavors. So you, you've done the aubergines first, and the re- how long does that usually take to cook? Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes, um, right? Okay, okay. In the oven. So, and then yeah, I just put some olive oil over the top of it, so that that sinks down into it and cooks inside. And then what I'm going to do too is I'm going to cut it up. Yeah. And Gonna put it in the pot along with the courgettes and okay. some onions and garlic and some spices. So brilliant! Yes, and, we'll and share. the other another reason why I like to bring you on because I've seen some of your videos on YouTube where you cook and that mm-hmm. uh, you you do love. I mean, that's I looked at that and thought, wow, she she definitely knows how. Yeah, I really like that, and I you know again I've been to so many different countries now too. Yeah. That it's it's been fun to learn a whole bunch of different types of cuisine um, instead of just one or two. A lot of people will constantly think about their next meal constantly. So, a bit talking, you know, I am one of those people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but one of the things, as I said to you, when I travel, is trying out the different dishes, especially if it's a new country that not a country that I've not been to. Crickets and tarantulas, and uh, I can't remember what else I had. There was like snails and there was cockroaches and stuff this was in this was in cambodia so question to you um would be is there any what what's the most exotic or most oh you know what i think it was tarantula actually speaking of yeah you know again like i'm kind of down to try anything so we had tarantula we had uh crocodile a trade snake um but yeah i I, you know i'm kind of down to try whatever um yeah kind of i'm not a huge fan of spiders so for me to eat a tarantula was kind of like all right you're really testing your limits here i tried the 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 spider um spiders actually say the tarantula's leg um that was it was quite hairy i can tell you that so (laughs) i mean it was I mean, one of the most, but crickets, absolutely Cricket. loved, absolutely loved it. Uh, what, what, what do you call You call it crickets as well, don't you? Uh, I, I don't think I've ever tried crickets. So the only, I guess the sensation that you get is trying like shrimps, but with the heads on. Oh, oh I like so, it. Yeah. So if you go back, if you go to Cambodia again. They, they serve it when they bring out drinks it's like their version of peanuts so um you know it, it, it's quite quite nice um but it's quite addictive actually it's not um i was surprised how i was surprised how good it was <laughs> so that uh, like, how long yeah yeah i think it was about 10 days oh wow uh, but it was the most amazing 10 days i had actually um oh well, Cambodia, I always say, is my place where it really changed the way I viewed things in life. You know, it really, like, uh, I might have told you when I, 
like the stress and stuff and all of a sudden the stress disappeared and it was like what's going on here you know I, I'm not Cambodia was a big big part to it you see so I think sometimes um, you you need a place or it doesn't have to be you know in, on your travels it could be anywhere really but there's somewhere that really sort of is an eye opener and uh, Cambodia was, was definitely one of my especially like the food um, the people as well um, did you find the people I'm assuming you've been right yes yes did you and find the people so amazing because so warm they, they were yeah I I just really felt like they were super kind um, even when you were a tourist you know what I mean they you know we had some really wonderful guides we had we met some local people that were just really um, special they were just very warm their food I mean it's what was it? What's their what's their main dish? I think it's camel. Camel is it? Is it? Is it the, the, uh, that's gonna bother me. Yeah, yeah, it's like the K, it's like K H M O R. I think it's like the camel camel yes. dish or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's quite quite creamy. Um, there's there's a there's a twist of it and stuff, but it's really really good. I remember try the best one I had was when we went to someone's house and they invited us over to their house. The food, I mean, it was the best. I mean, you couldn't get it any better than uh, anywhere else. Uh, I mean, house food, that's another thing, actually, because you're obviously cooking for us today. Do you find that the um, you've done, uh, you've been to people's house to eat? Yes. Um, one of my favorite experiences is I was um, messaged. I was part of, um, when I lived in Italy, I was part of this expat group online. Okay. Yeah. I had a local woman who messaged me and she only spoke Italian. Okay. Uh, my my Italian was I was still learning, um, or at least practicing. And uh, she asked me, and she said, "You know, would you like to come to my house? Because I know you live by yourself and make some homemade pasta." And you know, of course, I jumped at the opportunity. I'm like, homemade pasta! Yeah. I want to learn oh, that yeah. so badly. And it, it was amazing, but it was challenging because you know she was asking me questions about my life and my family and like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what my favorite foods were. So it really was like a test of my Italian on top of a test of my cooking. <laughs> so <laughs> that was good. It was a good challenge for me to like think in a different way and think about food in a different way while I was cooking. So I'm you know, I still um use her sauce recipe. China was a place where they do fresh fresh noodles and stuff. Xi'an was like my favorite place so good. The food. I mean, uh, I mean, it was like I can't remember how much it cost in dollars. It was something like one dollar ten cents or something. It's a. It was, uh, but it was outrageously good. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was. It was just incredible food, and I kept going back and back and back because I just couldn't get enough of it, and mm. for so cheap as well. <laughs> That was the craziest part to me. I'm like, this is so delicious, and why does it cost so little? <laughs> like, this I know. Well, I guess to show you how, um, like in America, or, you know, here, how much would they overcharge us uh, in terms of? It's true. It's absolutely true. How much you know, and just the smallest things too. You're like, wow, that's expensive compared to you know where you would get it in, in mostly Asian countries. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I know you said you've done the eggplant, so what's going in first? I went ahead and I chopped up everything. Um, and what I'm going to do first is in my pot over there, and I'll bring everyone over. Yeah. Um, 
going to just put some olive oil on the bottom and then I'm going to put the eggplant in so it can simmer for a while. And then I'm going to add the courgettes um, to the pot as well and then let it cook down. Um, and I'm also going to add some onion and garlic all at the same time so they can all cook together. And that takes about how long would you say? It doesn't take long. I would say total um, with these ingredients, it probably takes about 10 minutes. Okay. As well. And then um, by the time we add the tomatoes and the peppers, uh, then it's probably only going to be five or six minutes more. So oh, we're... Yeah, I think we should be right on time. I was trying to plan it out. Daniel is your husband, and he's actually one of the studio audience today. He's going to try the food, isn't he, when he comes on? And in tasting, he was like, oh, you're making ratatouille. Cool. Like, (laughs) When you've traveled together, Mm. where's where's been your favorite place together that you've gone to? Oh, that's so hard because he and I like a lot of the same places, Mm. you know? The funny thing about, you know, we like the same things when we travel. We love going to museums and food is like the main thing. <laughs> oh, we're always picking out the best food and he's such a foodie. So he'll be looking up online. Where do we need to go? And I'm like, oh, we'll just stop at this hole in the wall. And he's like, no. Do <laughs> <laughs> the place that everyone says is great. And so I always leave that up to him. But um, we both love Vietnam, uh, Italy. Love Italian food. Um, we love South Korea. South Korea oh. amazing food. Um, so yeah, we went to town there. I think I gained like five pounds just while we were there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I love it. So no, I, I, guess, I guess people watching tuning in, obviously, um, thinking, oh, why is there a bit of a cookie? But just to explain, one of the biggest things for for us going away anywhere is trying out the different food and. And unfortunately, uh, one of my favorite chefs, um, Anthony Bourdain, passed away a couple of years ago. And I used to love watching his show. And I actually went to the restaurant recently in Vietnam. I don't know whether you went to it in yeah. Hanoi. Yes. And it uh, was so funny because it's blown up since then, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, when, when I, I, I went recently. So um, when I went in, there's a queue. Well, there's, you have to get in line because yeah. it's that busy. Because it's obviously become so popularized because of the show. And they've got the Obama um, special now. So you order that you can order the Obama, what exactly what he had on the night. Um, and then when you walk in, there's a picture of Anthony Bourdain and Obama. And there's another one over that side. And then you can sit exactly where he sat. But a lot of people want to sit on the same, so on the same sort of side. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. They've, they've really sort of gone to town. That is literally why people go now. Uh, <laughs> is this it, good? Like, is it delicious? Or? Uh, the, f- <laughs> um, the food's good. It's not wasn't wasn't as good as some of the other places I had in because there, there was a street place I found in in Hanoi and it was like out of this world. Oh, yeah. But that that was like on a really corner, uh, you know, side street as I, as we'd say. Um, but this was like on the main road, you see. So it was, mm-hmm. you were going in. I mean, it was really, it was cheap. I mean, we're talking um, hundred, hundred dongs or something. So it wasn't much at all. So, but you're right. Like I think when places become more popular, sometimes they kind of feel like they can get away with something. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I'm just putting this on low heat right now. Mm-hmm. 
and let that just kind of simmer down, and then we'll go ahead and add the zucchini. Brilliant. <laughs> YouTube is a great place these days to learn a bit of cooking tips because gone, gone, gone are those days where you had to maybe get a cookery book or, um, I don't know, watch television shows with, with, um, with a cooking show. You no longer have to these days. It's uh, you can just literally go on YouTube, and people. There's so many people that cook up a meal, and you're like, well, actually, this this looks great. Yeah. So um, true too, because I remember when I was first learning to cook as well. You know, again, YouTube wasn't a big thing, so yeah. a lot of it was trial and error. You know, you're throwing stuff in, and you're like, oh, I hope this is okay. I hope it's you know, it tastes alright. And sometimes it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't good, but um, yeah, YouTube kind of takes the guesswork out of that, which is kind of nice vlogging is going to be the main thing and blogging is going to be something that people won't do in the maybe next 10 years what do you think of that because obviously you're a blogger yourself i totally agree i just think um we are a very visual society nowadays yeah. um, even the fact that um we have this as a channel is amazing this is exactly um, and even Instagram a few years ago was you post some pictures of your cat and call it good. <laughs> You're like, hey. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So now it's a very different um, way of looking at things. And I do think it's just going to become more and more visual. Um, I love blogging because I'm a writer and that's yeah. something I've always loved and cared about. But I also love video too. And I think it can be a really powerful way to reach people. Um, so, and I do, I just think we're kind of headed more in that direction too. Um, so if anyone is interested in getting into that creative space, I think if they want to start out with a blog, that's a good thing, but then you're going to probably have to transition to something. Exactly. Yeah. My major was in arts, the arts. I mean, I graduated back in 11 years ago and I started 15 years ago in the editing suite. Mm. Um, so I've been doing it for like the last 15 years and ah. I, I always used to, my friends always used to say, you haven't got a camera on you today, do you? Because I used to just snap away or take videos of people. But I was trying to do all that sort of stuff that many years ago, but it wasn't really, I didn't really have a platform to, to sort of show my, show my work. But now, as you said, YouTube, Instagram, all these places, it's just brilliant. Well, yeah. Someone like myself, because I'm really visual. And I was never really a writer. Now, I think this is going to potentially, hopefully, as I said to you, in the next five, ten years, this is it, you see. People will be able to watch it on, like, the, I don't know, pen drive or whatever. Oh, let's watch Alex on the map for today and stuff. So, um, And I think, you know, again, it just it's becoming more mobile, too. You know, it's yeah. on your in a way where it wasn't before. I think, you know, Google, I, I'm a big nerd in SEO. I love that, all that stupid data stuff. But it's really interesting because they switched entirely to mobile first now. Yeah. So if you're a blogger, you need to make sure that your website is totally geared toward mobile. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to rank as highly in search engines anymore. So it, it's just like a totally different way of looking at um, what it's like to be online and how you're going to be online as a, a creative or a traveler, really. Absolutely. And the other thing as well, if people are looking to do vlogs, I think talking in front of a camera is not easy. I would never have thought, even five years ago, talking to people live, it just wasn't something that I ever even 
you know, entertain my mind. Also, as well as, you know, having recorded videos and things like that. Yes. But, it, oh, man, it took me a while to kind of get used to the idea of putting myself out there, especially since I am more introverted, um, which I never, again, like you said, I never would have thought I would be making videos nowadays, but it's also um, something I really enjoyed when I was a kid. I had like a little flip camera. That yeah, I would, yeah. And I was like being the director, right? And like being in front of the camera. But because of that switch now from blogging to blogging and, yeah. Um, taking pictures for your blog or your personal accounts and making it professional and making them visible. Mm -hmm. It has totally changed kind of like my outlook on how I'm going to approach these things. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a new skill. It's um, like learning a new language almost and being like, okay, I, I'm practicing, I'm trying, I'm doing all this. So. Absolutely. Okay. So, so that was, I'm assuming that was a bit of spice, was it? What sort of? I added some herbs de Provence okay. and some oregano. Oh, brilliant. As well. And then I'm also add a little bit of salt and a little bit of pepper. Um, not okay. a lot, though, because I'm not overwhelm it. But, uh, and that should be good. I think maybe even a little bit more olive oil. And then I'm going to go ahead and stir. More and more people are doing these sort of stuff. So, you know, why not cook live? You know, um, it, it's a great way of interacting with your audience um, and cooking live is is great it is and it's really fun i just really enjoy it in general um so to kind of put myself out there and do it is again a little intimidating but at the same time it's like you know what i'm doing this anyway i might as well yeah. yeah i get to interact with people and when you've been to a lot of these countries i know you said you've done um home home eating and uh, eating at people's houses have you cooked when you've gone like lots of classes and stuff yes um we've taken a few classes mostly in uh asia in thailand we took a cooking class uh i think we took a cooking class in vietnam as well um but I, that's another something i would love to get more into when we travel is taking cooking classes and things like that because okay. I the food and then I try it when I come back and it doesn't always taste right. So I have to play with it until I get it right. But we'll get there eventually. Uh, but probably would save myself a lot of time just by taking a cooking class. I did a cooking class in Morocco and I know you've been to Morocco. Uh, yes. um, and I did a tagine there, uh, which actually tasted pretty good. I was surprised how good it was. Um, Surprise. I'm not sure. But then, um, just want to ask you about, about Morocco because obviously, you, you did you find their food? Because um, it was only one type of food, really, it was tagine and couscous. Uh, yeah. There wasn't much of a variety, and I was quite disappointed because I was looking forward to the food in Morocco. And then all we got was every day was oh, it's tagine, couscous, salad at the beginning, and then and that's it, really. And he's like, Oh, is there nothing else? I mean, like. Mm, well, this is our national dish, you know, sort of stuff. But I, oh, I was so surprised by that as well. And that's something, you know, I love Morocco and I love Tajin, but I was there total about a month. So after, oh, okay. I was kind of like, oh man, I don't know if I can eat another Tajin. <laughs> like, I really like it, but not this one. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I know I'm spoiled too living here in New York because we can be like, oh, I want Greek food tonight or yeah. want. You know, we have so many choices, so it all you know, it all comes down to just I don't know, getting used to eating one type of dish and being used to it, but um, 
there are a few places like that I think I've been to where like they have one dish and that's it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of have to get used to it. So. Middle East, for example, generally uh, uh, is one of my favorite places to go. The food I thought in Jordan, oh, so good, oh, it was so good, and the, the street food as well. The, the the hummus and the and they give you so much bread. It's like how can you eat five bread, you know, <laughs> by by yourself? <laughs> well, yeah, and then as soon as you're done with it, they add more to your bread basket. So. I guess I have to eat this because, and then it just is, it's a perpetual cycle of eating this bread. One thing I love about Middle Eastern women is they're just like beautiful, like voluptuous, you know, it's just a totally different way of looking at it compared to being an American and being like, oh, you have to be so thin in order to be attractive. And that is not how it is there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I love that. I think that's. Great that, you know, and sweets. I think Middle Eastern places, there's sweets. Oh, oh good. Oh. Well, some of the, I had, um, what do they call it? Is it in Turkey where they've got, is it the, um, what's it called? The, the, it starts with a B. Is it the. Ooh. Is it is like it, that E sort of. But it'll come to, is it, is it, uh, what's it called? But, but, um, I can't remember, but it's so sweet. Is you, you if you had maybe three or four of those, I reckon you can get diabetes quite easily. And your teeth just hurt. Morocco was another place where they had way too much, way too much sugar in their diet, and I, I remember a lot of the guys and a lot of the women, their teeth were rotten by it as well. Yeah. It's because they had too much, too much sugar. It's and, and and in their tea too. Remember where it just like yes, so much sugar to their tea, and it so sweet like if you drank too much you would just get sick because it was <laughs> exactly yeah yeah i think the tea customs in morocco are just fascinating and the what? tradition of the bubbles and the coffee yeah well i remember the tea teas in morocco um in the end i said to them i, I just don't want to have it with any sugar um so they had to make one with that because it was i couldn't because I don't really drink too much caffeine anyway, or I, in fact, I don't drink caffeine at all. So when they were giving me, I couldn't sleep all night. And it was just, um, I just said, you know what? I think the sugars also have an impact on my, on my sleep. So can you, and also when I travel anyway, I tend not to sleep because of the excitement of uh -huh. traveling around. Um, and then to add to that, having too much sugar in my system, it was like, I was sleeping like two hours a night. <laughs> You're like, this is so exciting, but also I'm hyped up my death. Exactly, yeah. I live in a very small town, so there are quite a lot of you know, small town restaurants, and I love those. One question I want to ask you, because obviously living in America, um, do, do you get a lot of chain, you know, Thais or Thai, Chinese restaurants or Mexican and stuff? Or is it quite authentic, do you find? Because when I went to New York um, about six, seven, eight years ago, um, there was a lot of restaurants and there was a lot of small small time. I used to just go to the small small time ones because I, I preferred the food and it, I knew it was going to be, I mean, it might not look quite bad from the outside. It might not look clean, but I think that, that those are the places where you get better food. It's true. It's true, isn't it? That's what I think. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's dirty. That means that's good. Exactly. Yeah. 
No, that's totally true. Um, and I think, you know, it really just depends where you are. I grew up in uh, Montana, uh, really out in the middle of nowhere. And um, it was great, but the, they didn't necessarily have the most authentic food when it came to Chinese food or Thai food. And um, still don't really, you know, it's gotten better. We have more people moving out there now. But so it was such a shock for me, too, to come to New York and actually taste what, you know, more authentic Chinese food is like. And then it was even crazier to go to China and taste what actual authentic yeah, food yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think you get, it's, Definitely, Daniel always likes to say, like, it, you don't get the most authentic version, but you get the second best version. Of yes. It. So, you know, it, you, you don't have authentic, you know, of that place, but you get so many different varieties that it kind of balances. The food in India. When I went to the restaurant, for, I knew this was going to be the case anyway. So the type of food that you got in the restaurant was, you know, meat on the bones. Um, yeah. which is actually what you get in most Indian families or Asian families. Yeah. Um, and it was authentic in that sense. So the food that we get here in the UK, and I tried the Indian food in America as well. I think it was in New York. Well, it might have been in Washington, actually, I tried it. Oh. And it's it's heavily westernized. And it's just so much cream and there's so much this and that. And that's not really what... But I guess wherever you are, they're going to try and make the palate which is right, I guess, it's going to sell. That's what I think. But I guess you miss out on the authenticity, don't you? That's the only thing. I think so. I think that is the one thing about trying foods at home. Um, and even if you're cooking it yourself, you can make it a little bit more authentic. But getting the ingredients is is a little bit harder. You know, that's one thing I've especially noticed right now is getting those ingredients that would make a dish more authentic than it was before. Um, so yeah, that I really struggled with that, but I've had to order when I made pad thai, I had to order tamarind concentrate. I couldn't go to the store and get uh, it right, I see. available, you know, when you're in Thailand and you know, you can get fresh tamarind and then make the concentrate from that. So you can get close, you can get almost there, but it's not the same as actually being in that place and tasting it and just having those flavors and those ingredients right there for sure absolutely uh, where are we at the minute with the with the cooking? almost done oh okay brilliant yeah we're almost done i think probably about five more minutes five minutes so so the, the, the reason why i also mentioned india is because indian food was something i grew up eating mm -hmm. and then obviously when i go to restaurants and for me it, it's it's good but it's still not the same as and i think what, I don't know why there wasn't a case of maybe getting people to try it out first. So what's, what if it's going to be too authentic? You know, why not give it a go? That's how people get used to th things, don't they? It's not a case of, and the same thing with Chinese food. Again, Chinese food in this country, again, it's just like, it's not Chinese food. That uh, I mean, I've been to China. That is just, that is not Chinese food. So, and you have to go to China to, to actually try the actual food. What, why not, you know, get people to try it first and see if they like it or not? I think, you know, to some extent, it's, it is kind of just like, okay, this is what will sell. Um, Maybe down the line, I'm kind of hoping because, I, you know, for especially in the United States, like ethnic food has only been around for, I would say, like 15 years, 20 years. Oh, okay. I, it really hasn't been around that long. You could get 
Chinese food in very specific Chinese neighborhoods, but it was something that was sold to the random person on the street. That's only been a recent thing. The TV show Friends, in the episode earlier seasons, they always just say, oh, we can try Chinese food and stuff. So I always thought that Chinese food was quite big in... Yeah, you know, for like the very bland, kind of like super, super like Americanized Chinese. Okay, Um, okay. Well, it's kind of interesting because um, there have been more recognized chefs from various places around the world, which has been amazing. And they've been adding uh, more of their own specific uh, flavors and been shipping things in that they were before. And it's not about so much about appealing the masses, but like you said, kind of introducing these new ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or they do a twist on their on like the traditional dishes and add something new, like Americanize it a little bit, but still kind of try to maintain that idea in the dish. And I think it's really cool. It's a great idea, and it does kind of get people more um, interested in the cuisine in general and just kind of what's available. So, as you said, there's a couple more minutes uh, before dinner is ready, and uh, as I said to you, we've got. Daniel in the studio today <laughs> as an audience. Uh, he's going to come along and try the food and be honest um, with everything as well. To be fair, so, he's always honest when it comes to my food. He's, he's a good sport. <laughs> is he, is he, is, can he cook himself, actually? Yeah. Like, no? he, you know, every, about once a year, he'll cook for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> he'll say, okay, I'm making something. And, oh, thank you. And it's always good, you know, he usually makes like chicken cutlet from, you know, something he learned while he was living by himself. Um, but I I kind of want him to stay out of the kitchen. It's kind of oh, like, okay. um, which is weird because I don't really feel that way in general. If he wanted to cook more, he could. But I don't know. I just, I love cooking in general. It's kind of my thing. Um, but we've cooked a few times together too. And my mom, you might be wondering what this apron says. Yeah, I was thought, what does it say? Yeah. That, that... But um, she got Mac, Daniel a matching one to try and get him to cook more. Okay. <laughs> and it says, um, so it's supposed to say, together we are complete. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, I don't think he's worn it once. All oh, right. <laughs> I never know. Maybe for Christmas he, 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 could, he could cook. Yeah, you know, he did actually cook Thanksgiving dinner here um, when I was back home visiting my family in Montana. So I know he can cook. Just like, I like doing it. So I think I just like, you know, I'm like, I got this. I got this. But Is it ready, would you say? We're ready. I'm going to go get Daniel and then okay, I'll this scoop it in a bowl and we'll give it a try. Hi, Daniel. How's it going? Good, good. Good, right. good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. So um, you you are going to be testing out the food? Yes, yeah. I mean, this is definitely like one of Alice's staple dishes. So like ah, okay. Right, go ahead. Give it a go. Daniel, see what it's like. Well, it's a little hot, but that's okay. 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 Yeah? Mm-hmm. Good? Yeah. Really good. <laughs> good. Brilliant. Right, I'm going to let you go. Finish off your dinner. Alex, good, to see you. Yeah, good to see you guys. Thank you very much. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of your evening and we'll speak oh, soon. Thank Take you. care. No worries. Take care. You can follow my guests on all of their social media platforms. The details are in the description. 
That's it for Take A Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.